<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy show with Seth Lightman. Hey, Green Living Guy here, and I want to talk to you about a new sponsor of mine and a manufacturer of 100% battery electric commercial vehicles. They focus on last mile and regional haul delivery, trucks that transport money and valuables for Loomis, deliver packages for FedEx Ground, and transport linens and textiles for UniFirst. We're talking about Exos Trucks. Exos Trucks, folks. Exos Trucks. In March, Exos delivered 15 vehicles to several FedEx ground operators across California. Their vehicles are on the road right now and have been since 2018. Did I say electric? <laughs> All electric trucks, yo. So Exos Trucks at exostrucks.com. Their mission is to decarbonize commercial transportation. Check it out. So again, as I always say, folks, Green Living Guy says one small step at a time. Today's is Exos Trucks, all electric for your needs. What's up, everybody? It's Green Living Guy. I haven't been talking to you guys for a while, but it's Earth Month. It's 2022, and we're coming back blaze, no doubt. So I'm here with one of my great friends from Clubhouse days, pre-Clubhouse, when it jumped the shark. Oops, I said it. But DeCastro is, you know, there's a bunch of people that say they, you know, the talk, and they say all these great things. You know, he speaks very quietly and carries gravitas and he with a lot of people in the industry and i've noticed that on his instagram like yo <laughs> we need to talk rap culture hip-hop culture and the need to integrate the environmental movement into that so i'm just so glad to talk to you because you're one of the dopest people in clubhouse when i came on there when it was when it was just good times back then and now it's something different so tell me about yourself tell the audience about yourself enough of me a little bit about me i mean in short i'm just an all-around hustler you know what i mean i like to set my goals and set my vision and then you know execute you know and i don't i don't mind tearing down anything in my path you know that's on that way you know <laughs> but i mean um but I mean, I'll just side, like, seriously, I'm originally from Virginia. I moved to Atlanta when I was 13. I'm about to be 30 in two days, you know, uh, March 24th, you know, Aries. Happy Born Day. That's what's up. Born yeah. Day. You know, and, and at a young age, I was always fascinated with music and with certain movies, you know, like, for example, Space Jam and The Mask were one of my favorite movies, and still to this day. And... Mainly the reason being is because of the special effects. And, you know, around that time period back in the 90s, you know, those type of effects was like mind-blowing, you know. 
just to see, you know, with me looking at like a couple of months ago, you know, I, I put one of the movies on and, you know, the special effects still stand the test of time, you know, high quality, just with them being timeless pieces. So at a young age, I was always fascinated with, you know, how do they do that? And how do they do the, the camera that way? How do they do that trick? You know, so that was always in the back of my mind, but the love of music always took over. But I was always in art, you know, when first place the art contest, you know, I thought I was going to be a cartoonist um, at one point. So just being a jack of all trades and just trying to figure out what that main career would be that I would be pursuing and which ones would be following after, you know. Yeah. So in 13, did you go yourself to Atlanta without your family? Yeah, well, of course not. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. I I know nothing. I'm just I just. Uh... Yeah, my my dad was actually my only family member that was out here. So yeah, so with that, you know, the rest of my family's out there in Virginia, you know. But I knew, you know, when I started going to Atlanta during the summer to go visit them, I was like, whoa, it was like night and day, you know, because while I'm from Virginia, it's Suffolk, you know, it ain't nothing but fields out there, you know what I mean? Shout <laughs> <laughs> you know, out to the clips. You know, the Clips, you know, they were signed to Pharrell and um, Pusha T ended up signing to Good Music. But um, oh. when it was Clips, when they were a group, everybody know you know, they're from Virginia Beach, Virginia. They had a song on their debut album called Virginia. They said, I'm from Virginia and we ain't shit to do but cook. You know, and, <laughs> you, know you know, you can reference that in food terminology or, you know, or street terminology. Yeah, you know? yeah, cook it up. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was about, but, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, and just seeing how Virginia really didn't have a scene, especially compared to Atlanta. Like I said, it was like day and night. So I knew that based whether it be, you know, something with art or music or anything like that, I knew that Atlanta was where I needed to be. Okay. Okay. So you went to Atlanta. Tell me how you got to meet all of these great artists. I mean, you, you and tell people who you've connected with. I mean, you, it seems like it's it's not who you have, but who you haven't connected with at this point. Well, um, I've always been big on relationships, but it wasn't until I got older and got more involved with business where I started realizing the value of relationships. So I started doing music when I was in Virginia. I say um, my high school, during my high school years, Man, that drink looks good. Man, you make me thirsty. <laughs> I started, yeah, I started doing music back then in my high school years. That's when I moved to Atlanta and just trying to make that transition while, you know, at the same time, I'm already an up-and-coming artist trying to find myself. But now I've just changed from one world to another. You know what I mean? So it's like just figuring out how to adapt and still be myself, if that makes sense, yeah. you know. Um, even in high school, you know, being a new guy, you know, and having to deal with, you know, all the BS that comes with that and the benefits of it, you know, with the girls, you know, being a new guy, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that, well, that was I, I'm married, but I do see and watch. <laughs> I am not blind to the realities of the hip hop lifestyle. And I did experience it somewhat in college back in the day when hip hop was a different time when you know i learned how to dip in high school literally from the fushnikin <laughs> okay. i drove them 
I drove them back from Albany to Queens where they were living, and they taught me how to dip <laughs> in, the Queen, in, in New York City in a van, <laughs> in, a, in a party van, you know, like it was, it was, it was if you can't dip then you can't dip. Like, you know, if you're in a van you better look, and you can't dip and not hurt the van, you could do it in a car. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but definitely it was, um, so once I made that transition here, you know, I started building relationships with like different DJs, so forth and so on. And then um, I invested in certain features, you know, with like local artists, but they still had billboard placements, you know, and when, when I I said Bill, I'm talking about the billboard charge. Okay. So, okay, well, I'm working a nine-to-five. I'm an up-and-coming artist. You know, I was the manager at LA Fitness at the time. So that was when I, you know, I started investing into, you know, features. And those features end up leading into bigger relationships with bigger rappers within the industry, you know, because of the, those songs that I did with them. And so by the time okay. I get 25, that's when I said, okay, I've been rapping for going on 10 years. I've been investing all this money ever since I was able to work my first job. I haven't made not once red cent. You know, it's time to start doing something where I'm going to actually be, you know, making some money because, you know, all these bills, you know, and so forth and so on. So, um, uh-huh. like I said earlier, I always, since I was younger, I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I was fascinated with behind the scenes work and stuff like that. So, um, I invested a couple thousand dollars and I went to YouTube, which I like to call YouTube University. And I invested, you know, a couple thousand dollars in one of the best professional 4K beginner um, entry level cameras and uh, typing what's the best um, lenses and so forth and so on. And because of those relationships that I developed when I was doing music, once I started to start shooting, you know, celebrities and artists, those were some of the first ones that I started shooting and posting on my page. Okay. Once I started putting them on my page, that was when I started seeing the result of, you know, their fans contacting me or they're going to my page and saying, oh, man, you just shot my favorite artist or, you know, my favorite actor. You know, maybe I should tap in with them, and, you know, and I already like how the work looks. Maybe I should tap in with them and, you know, try to get some of his work and services, you know what I mean? And um, That's awesome. So I just started constantly. I just went crazy. You know, I would look for, I'm giving you away all my little sauce and tactics and stuff like that. But that's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's just say that content changed the world for D Castro. Right, Let's keep right, it simple. Because right. um, like, like I said, my first year, my first year or two, I was so hungry. And like I said, I didn't know anybody. I just... For those couple of relationships, yeah, I took those photos, yeah, 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 but okay, now what? You know, so I started keeping my ear to the streets, and I kept, you know, keeping my eyes glued to, like, Instagram and certain promoters that I know promoted in Atlanta, because Atlanta is one of the only places in the U.S. where there's literally something to do every night of the week, if not multiple things each night of the week, to the point where it's like you're getting a headache trying to decide what you're going to do. You know, sometimes you clarify. You know, seriously, it's ridiculous. At each of those places, you're always guaranteed to run into somebody or some type of big name, something, you know. So, you know, I just started taking my camera everywhere with me. And then I went to go get something to eat. I had my, uh, I left my camera in my car and stuff like that. Went in, came out, somebody broke my car, stole my camera, my memory card, everything. Oh, like, 
all of the work that I had just had recently shot and everybody had just paid me for it. It was like a lot of money. I had to pay back everything, you know, even money I didn't even yeah. have. And it was to the point where I ended up losing my apartment. And this was about three, year four. Mind you, I'm on year seven, going on eight right now. So this is a while ago. So yeah, so I ended up losing my apartment and ended up having to sleep in my car. But that didn't stop anything, you know. Like I said, I was always in art when I was younger. So I said, okay, well, this is the perfect time. You know, maybe this is a sign for me to start putting my art skills to test. I said, nothing's going to stop me. So I started doing body paint. I started painting some of the most beautiful models in Atlanta with big following. You know, and I did that. I got enough money backed up to where I could buy another camera. You know what I mean? This whole time, I'm still sleeping in my car, but nobody knew, you know, because I always kept myself up. I shower at the gym. You know what I mean? And so forth and so on. But I love the fact that I actually went through it, man. A lot of people will look at it as, you know, a, a down point in someone's life. But I actually, I really, really love it just for the simple fact that it helped me build so much character. You know yes. what I mean? And, and yes. you know, when you get that low, <laughs> it can't get any worse than that. So it's like, you you telling life, come on, get like, give it to me. You know what I mean? Like, so right. that definitely made me stronger and a stronger man as well. I've never been the type that like to ask anybody for help or go back to mommy and daddy and all of that, you know. So I'm like, okay, I'll get it out the mud. You know, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And then I just, it still didn't stop. You know, I was constantly still at the club. You know, I'm beating the celebrities there at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And then I'm leaving after them at 4 in the morning. And I'm doing all this for free. And then I'm trying to hurry up, get back to my car, trying to hurry up, send the photos from my camera to my phone. Didn't have a laptop yet. So I'm editing the photos on a little ass iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to get it sent back to the celebrity in their DM before the morning time, just so they can have it to post before any of the other photographers that were there that night. Right. right. You know? And all I would ask for is a simple tag, you know, just tag my name in the caption. You know, that's the most I ask for, you know. And you'd be surprised at, at how many celebrities would still refuse. I'm like, I didn't understand it. It's like, are you trying to hide the world from me or something? Or that hit why me they? Why would they do tag. that to you? You got to tap the picture to see the name, you know, something like that. I'm like, and, and I came out and did all this for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I paid right. my dues doing that for three or four years. And I actually, it never stopped. I still do it to this day because I'm so used to it now. And I'm so connected out in Atlanta to from the promoter to security. It's like, I'm always guaranteed access. So why not still, you know, shoot and, you know, still do that. I still get, you know, enjoyment out of it. But as far as slaving and, you know, going through everything I did before, it was like, nah. <laughs> Now got, the situation has to make sense, you know. And then um, yeah. within that, you know, I built up a lot of relationships with a lot of influencers and comedians and people that do skits on Instagram. So then I started doing skits. They, I Just me being there, you know, a couple of times, they were like, hey, we need an extra person. Hey, Castro, why don't you come be in the skit? You know, and then it happened like two or three times. I'm like, man, I like this. You know, so I started doing my own skits and, you know, those started doing numbers. And I was like, it's literally overwhelming with the gifts that God gave me. I can do so many things. It's like, yeah. I never have to worry about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a blessing. I mean, and I think that that time for you, because I've had rough times. I almost lost my point. So, you know, those are the times that, that build you up, that build your character, that make you the man that you are today. So even though for those that are listening on the podcast, he has the hat 
show my bald head, but hats off to you, brother. Because like, that, that's, that's, it takes a certain individual to get out of that in a positive way. Man. Uh, you I mean, know, there, there's a lot of people that go south from there, even yeah, go further south. You got to be very strong-minded. Man, it's like, I went through four seasons and a half. Yeah. Like that. And it's like, when when it gets cold, oh, man, it gets ugly, you know? Like, I'm telling you, man, it just makes you so much grateful about the little things in life. You yeah. know, it'd be times where, you know, I'd be riding around in my car, and I didn't have the newest car. You know, it was a Honda. It was a Honda Civic. I'm 6'4". I'm climbing my big ass in the back seat. Like, See, I didn't even know you're that tall. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Civic. Bro. I'm literally in the fetus position, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. You're driving like this. You're driving like that. <laughs> Man, and, and then I got my comforter back there, so I'm trying to put it over my head, you know, and sometimes I'd wake up to somebody knocking on my window. I don't know if there's somebody trying to kill me, somebody trying to rob me, you know, sometimes yeah. it'll be police, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't sleep here, you know, and I'm yeah. surprised, you know, I, I didn't get taken to jail sometimes, you know. Um, Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Fishing, or you know, or God was looking out for you because, um, so like I said, man, this that's why to this day I'm a firm believer in no excuses. That's my slogan, you know. Yeah, when you go through stuff like that and you're still able to maintain and work, you know, and we're humans, we got two arms and two legs, it's like there's no excuses, there's no excuse for anybody. Yeah, it's a blessing that you made it through doing what you're doing, and just so where people know. Some people know, you know, like 50 Cent is one of his staple uh, celebrities that he goes with. Who are some others yeah. so people have an idea? Um, staple celebrities like 50 Cent, well, I said like Jamie Foxx, yeah, right. Tyree, right. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Dude, this man's uh, trying to be all, you know, coy and, and shit, shit. But <laughs> you know these people, people, this is a real deal person who gets backstage with these people like nothing on nothing, busting his camera, and they're like, yo, film my thing, please. So we got a person who's who's in the zone. Yeah, I have some celebrities on my list that I haven't shot that's coming up. I'm manifesting it. It's like Drake. Um, yes. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Hey, that's about it. I wish I could have shot Michael Jackson. Oh. Man, oh my god, Woo! that would have been Man, gold. Gold, yeah, uh, him and Prince. I wish I could have. Oh, Prince um, was, was definitely two pocket oh. figures, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely the legends. But as of right now, I think I think it's like the only one that I would um, have you done. Uh, Kendrick, J. Cole, you know what? You name two artists that aren't that active. And they don't do a lot of shows, and they definitely don't do a lot of clubs. They don't do any no. clubs coming in. Yeah. Well, J. Cole, he just did like yeah. an album. He hasn't done a tour in a minute. Yeah, they're very Eminem esque, if that makes sense. Yes. You know, because Eminem, he's not really outside like. Your thing? Yeah. He's another one that I wish I could have shot. I shot Post Malone as well. Oh, yeah, that's one of my bigger. Uh, he looks like a great, a fun dude. Cool. He looks like a fun partying dude. Shit. Shit. him and some bud light and he's just on fire i know that's his like staple drink i've seen that all the time yeah and a cigarette and a cigarette yeah and he's right around he looked at me like the pickup pickup he had the cigarette in his mouth he's looking like 
It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I actually got him at the birthday party in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we haven't really talked much about this at all, and I just wanted to kind of put it out there and ask about it. Your thoughts on climate change or on, let's back it up even, keep it simpler. What do you think of like the Teslas and the hot new electric sports cars that are coming out and trucks and stuff like that? What are your thoughts on all that stuff? I love them. It's actually weird because like back when I was in elementary middle, in our textbooks, cars, and things like that. I, I was like, they're talking about the gas and. Yep. I haven't seen a solar powered car yet. It's, it's the 90s, it's the early 2000s, right? But they had a picture, like an example of it in the car. I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is something that's going to come in the future. And lo and behold, you know, that's when they started coming out. I don't know what the first such uh-huh. car was. I know, like, they were talking about, like, back in school, we were talking about solar power and yep. stuff like that. I feel like it's more conservative. And, um, yeah, it's more um, energy. I mean, it's I do feel like, saving energy. Yeah, definitely saves on energy. Um, I like how they're. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose, but the features from the doors to the big, yes, big, uh, iPad in the middle to the windshield, the stop. Yeah, so they're trying to pimp them out. Like, uh, I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. but but whatever. When they're when they're designing and styling those cars, they need to keep doing that because I feel like that's going to keep keeping people gravitating towards them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, hard. But yeah, man, I, I love yeah, I love the look. I love the idea that it drives itself. You know, keep those selling points to those people that are, are making those type of cars and stuff like that. You know, to preserve yeah. energy. Just keep those. I feel like it'll be a win-win situation. I agree. And even when I wrote my first book, um, which was the second edition of Build Your Own Electric Vehicle, and I found out after I wrote it, Elon's mother gave him the first edition of the book. So, yeah, yeah, dude, that's how we got into it. So he helped me write the third edition. We built a Model S in my third edition of my book. Elon Musk. Yeah. 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 So, but I was saying even my first book launch, because back then it was Pimp My Ride. You know, the first concept was converting cars to all electric. And I was saying, you know, on TV, we see Pimp My Ride, like, no, tomorrow, we should just be pimping our cars to all electric. And I said, the more that we do that, the more we're going to save on energy, save the environment, and, and save the economy. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you know, they end up um, finding out that all that was just some bullshit, right? Oh, when they canceled the, the cars back when? What do you? Uh, what do you mean? You don't know what that? happened as far as with the show and the cars. No, what happened? All right, so come to find out. Like, so after people would come on the show and stuff like that, yeah. the cars would end up breaking all the way down within... Oh, shoot. No. Days after the show. <laughs> a lot of the stuff they were putting... The stuff that they were putting into the car. Um, I like some of it was catching on fire. Like, I think one of the guys... I think it was the guy that had the cotton candy machine in his car. I think that it ended up catching on fire or something. Some of the stuff were hazardous. Some... Work stalled. A lot of it was just for the show, and then like a couple of days later, like a week later, like it stopped working. 
So it was like exhibit, they, exhibit they B. actually putting a lot of the contestants <laughs> down, though. Yeah, a lot of the people that were on the show, they actually felt bad because some of the situations, guy, he was, like, overweight. And so they threw, like, candy on his back seat of his car and made it sing stuff like that. Oh, no. Yeah, because that, it wasn't. Oh, God. Well, I did not know that. Um, it was a, <laughs> you learn something new every day behind the scenes, I guess. <laughs> they started introducing the people that were on the show and they started, started exposing it when they asked the people that were on the show. It was crazy, man. Yo, that is crazy. I had no idea. You heard it here from Because <laughs> I certainly didn't know back in the day. That's crazy. Well, it just shows you, you never know. But back then, it too was when Tesla was coming out and everybody was like, what do you think about Tesla? What do you think about Tesla? And I was like, the first question I said was, who's starting it? And they go, Elon Musk. And I go, and he was, and they go, PayPal. I was like, he sold PayPal? And they go, yeah. And I go, this man's got some loot. This could work. I was like, oh my God, this could work. Finally. So I met him like two years later him and his chief designer, Frank von Holden, the dude who took the sledgehammer to the Cybertruck when they launched that thing, and they broke the window and stuff like that. But, like, we connected, and, uh, yeah, my third edition of the book, we built a Model S. They were very open and transparent with their building process, and they were just so nice about it. So it was a pleasure to work with him, to say the least. They were just so nice about it and so willing. Like, dude, this, you don't have to do this. And they're like, no, it's okay. <laughs> and they just opened it up. They opened up the vault of data and, and photos and content. I was like, yo, you really don't have to be kidding. They're like, no, take it. I'm like, oh, my God. Because they were making loot on, loot on the cars. So they're like, just take it. You know, <laughs> They didn't care. They wanted the, the publicity. You know, so it was a great thing. But yeah, wow. I met celebs too throughout the years and stuff. But, you know, I've always had this thing and I had on Clubhouse too, where I really believe that the music industry needs to get more into the environmental movement. And I know that I'm not talking like people like the Dave Matthews band, stuff like that. I'm talking like hip hop, because I think that that is where the next threshold of pushing the envelope toward mass adoption of this stuff is. Because hip hop is like a global phenomenon, and the more that we can connect the two, yeah. I think it'd be very profitable, not just for the people that would bring it to them, but also the artists themselves. Um, if you can green a tour, you can make it more cost effective. There's a whole host of things you can do, and it'll just save them money hand over fist throughout the process. So that's, I think, the next move. And I would say, go ahead, go ahead. Believe it or not, I was selected. Do believe it or not, we got to bring electric SUVs to them, you know, because they're about to uh, do the Hummer. Get the Hummer. We get the Hummer when the, these people come rolling out in oh, town. Yeah, the H two is coming back out all electric. The H two. I'm going to send you my video on the Hummer. Wi-Fi is doing a little number there. Oh, I was saying that the Hummer is going to be coming out all electric. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think we'll look, hopefully, hopefully, on that. 
Hopefully, it's going to be cheaper than the regular one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I know the initial cost is going to be about the same, but I think that over time, their goal is to drop it. But they're even bringing out the Equinox. They're going to make all electric. So it's coming. The cars are coming. I know right now the biggest yeah, thing. Go ahead. Well, hopefully, they come before all this, all this BS is going on in the world. It kills us all. I know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, literally... Um, <laughs> It's all this craziness going on. I'm living every day like it's my life. Yes, I know. It's pretty, uh, that's what I do. I live my life wholeheartedly to give as much as I can to the world because I don't know how long it's you know going to be. So I love giving out and love collaborating and reaching out and doing different things than I did before because the more people I interview, the more people I collaborate with, the more doors that Seem to open and more people are willing to talk to me so i'm very grateful for that well to meet somebody like you and yeah. to connect with you who knows all these people i think an amazing opportunity not just you know for interview you but also an opportunity for uh possibly a business thing as well as something for these artists to get people in on it before others do you know other companies come in and so I think there's a real chance, and the more that we do it, I mean, hip hop is like how much of the culture, how much percentage of our population listen to hip hop? We got to get you out here in Atlanta to some of these conferences and all these conferences and music summits that's coming up. I'm speaking at one of them, um, the Ugly Money Summit. It's April 1st through the 3rd. I'm going to be speaking on all the panels. They're going to have every... Oh, word. Oh, hello. Oh, I will make an effort to come yeah, down there. without question. I think that's the next move is to come. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of celebrities that's going to be on the panels with me. Everybody from um, Waka Flocka's mom, which is Deborah Anthony. If you're not familiar with her, she's managed Nikki. I love her. Which is a good friend of mine. Um, me and him got close from Clubhouse. I made him the host of um, my addicted to the room. Okay. Um, it's going to be at least over, over 30, 40 like, big key people from the industry is going to be there dropping jewels, their networking, taking pictures with everybody, exchanging info. So it's definitely something, you know, I don't know if it's too late, but you know what I mean, just to spread the word on what you got going on out there. Yeah. You know? What I'm going to do is I'm going to, we'll come up with a and you're hearing this, folks. This is how great industries start off of like a brush stroke. But like what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a game plan. I'll send you, we'll do like a little video explainer type thing. And then I'll come down there for a week or two and we'll meet with the artists and then brainstorm some ideas together to come up and collapse. I think that's the move. Yeah, definitely. definitely. See, folks, this is how you make like said, great things happen. This is how you do if it. You're trying to, well, what when it comes to the music industry, because this is the mecca right here. I know. Yeah. This is the culture. You know, every. Yeah, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Culture. I mean, hip hop has become the mainstream well, culture know. without question. The amount of people that talk about or include, I'm jokingly guilty as charged how much music from the hip hop community I put in my Instagram post. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love my nonstop. You know, I love. I love Swifty. I love Luda. I love Snoop. I love Dre. Eminem. Please. Oh yeah, Luda. 
Yeah, I saw Ludacris a couple of times too. Yeah. Yeah. is made my friend that's how greatness is made you know you just got to scrape and fight and be relentless and that's no you got to be scrappy as a son of a gun and uh, that, that only, you're gonna uh, get unless it the, unless the one, unless the one. yeah yeah <laughs> that's true you got to work and you can't you can't you have to be relentless about it uh, um you can't take note like you said no for an right. answer you can't take no for an answer. And that's what's great about what I do also. I've listened to so many people tell me no. And I just, every time they do, I just think of 15 different ways I know I will. And I turn it around for myself. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I respect you and believe in what you're doing and your message. And you're connecting art to the celebrity world. You really are creating an artistic expression uh, to the celebrity world they would never see, that people would never experience before. And it's from, as you said, to come full circle here, all built on relationships, all built on yeah. working with people and, and having that interrelationship with people is so special. 
because that's what makes business go far is being a person of integrity and a person who can have the interpersonal skills to connect with people, uh, make people feel comfortable in your space too, and say, you know what, I want to work with this guy. And that's what you do to the point where I wanted to have an interview with you, where it took us twice to have <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad I wanted to work with you because I believe in you, you know, because of the way you are. So, again, hats off to you, my friend. Really. Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. Oh, my pleasure. So, you've heard it here for us. We have done the brushstrokes to an amazing opportunity for green business and the hip hop And we did it without Clubhouse. Hey. <laughs> and we did it together. And I think that we can do a lot with that. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. And you're going to hear more about it in the future because life's too short to be, especially in this world right now, life's too short to be sticking around thinking, what can I do? It's about what are we going to do every day? So this is the way that we're going to help communicate this to the world through the hip hop community. And I think that that's going to be an amazing first step toward a larger world. So DeCastro, God bless you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your birthday week. And I hope you take lots of videos that we can see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try not to work too hard. Yeah, I got you. I got oh, you. It's your I'm birthday. Not, yeah. You know, working and making money, then you know, because yeah, some of my story. So yeah, it, it could be worse. So like I said, man, I'm just grateful, you know, and thank you again for this. I'm, no, thank you. Thank you. I think that this is what it's all about. So that's off to you. You've been listening to the Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.